Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast. This is your host, Cade Howell, and I just want to say thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. All right, I hope you're having an awesome day so far, and to kick things off, I'm a little bit sick. I've been sniffling and sneezing and coughing and stuff, so I apologize if I'm sounding a little bit funky on this podcast, but I wanted to record you guys a podcast anyways, and this is a a good one that I think a lot of people need to hear. It's one of the most common struggles, I would say, in fitness, and it's all around the scale. A lot of people stress way too much over the number on the scale, and the reality is it doesn't tell us a whole lot and we're going to dig into what the scale is good for and what the scale isn't good for in this episode so i really think you're going to take a lot away from this and in the future you can realize that okay the scale is not everything in fitness and it's going to help you out a lot mentally so i really hope you guys enjoy this episode all about why you shouldn't be stressing over the scale so much all right this might ruffle some feathers a little bit but hear me out If you're using the scale and only the scale to determine your progress in fitness, you are doing it wrong, my friend. And I know that sounds weird because most people, really almost everyone, just looks at the scale to see if they're making progress. They see if the scale is showing a low number from day to day, they're making progress. If it's remaining the same, they're not making progress. And if it's going up, it's this horrible thing where they're just losing progress every single day. And sure, there are cases where that might be the case, but you have to understand that the scale is really only good for three things. And one of those things is not for determining progress, which we'll dive into. But number one, it's good for telling us if you're in a calorie deficit, because if you're in a calorie deficit, there is less energy coming in, meaning you're eating less food than energy going out, the calories that you burn throughout the day. So your body has to use some of its own tissue as energy to continue keeping you alive and keeping you active. And preferably that energy is coming from fat, not muscle, right? So that's number one, what the scale is good for is telling us if you're in a deficit. Number two, it's good for telling us if you're in a calorie surplus. If your weight is coming up over time, that means there's more energy or food coming in than there is energy or calories burned going out. And so you store more energy, which is usually body fat or muscle. And Number three, it's good at telling us if you're close to your maintenance intake. And if you're close to your maintenance intake, your weight is remaining about the same because roughly the same amount of energy coming in is roughly the same amount of energy going out. And so you're you're in energy balance and so your weight is remaining the same. Now, the one thing that the scale absolutely sucks for is gauging your progress in a lot of situations. Now, sure, if you are pretty overweight and you need to go on like a pretty significant long weight loss journey, then yeah, like we want to see the scale coming down over time. But it doesn't always tell us if you're losing body fat. Um, Just because the scale isn't going down does not mean that you're not losing fat. And with my body recomposition clients that I work with, which, which body recomposition is basically fancy words for building muscle and losing fat at the same time. We often see clients not lose weight, but in progress photos and measurements, it's very apparent that they are losing fat. And there are so many other factors that go into weight besides just fat. So it's super easy to get caught up in the numbers, regardless of how things are actually going. For example, you could be building muscle and losing fat, like I just mentioned, 
but your weight would be remaining about the same. So if you're just looking at the number on the scale to gauge your progress, you'll just assume that um, not making any progress because my weight isn't changing because that's the only thing that you're using to determine your progress. So if you find yourself stressing over these numbers a little bit too much, which is a very common thing, it's something that I've had to work through myself and I've had to help a lot of clients work through themselves. It's, it's a very, very common thing. So know that you're not alone, but I have a few tips for you. And that's what this podcast is all about. So the very first one, and this is what I found to be most helpful for me and for clients is just to understand how much it actually takes to gain one pound of body fat. So we know that one pound of fat consists of about 3,500 calories. So this means you have to eat 3,500 calories more than what your body maintains on to gain one single pound of fat. There's actually been some studies where they feed people, they show that it's closer to 7,000 calories. Like they loaded people with a bunch of whipped cream, which sounds like a, you'd get sick of eating 7,000 calories of whipped cream. It's actually more than 7,000 because they had to take into consideration their maintenance intake, but they're also eating, um, regular food besides just whipped cream but you'd get sick of thousands and thousands calories of of whipped cream and then and this particular study found that after taking into consideration things like digestion because your body burns calories through digestion um, and just absorbing the nutrients um, increased activity so when you're eating more calories you're more likely to be just more active in general whether you know it or not you're going to be kind of fidgeting a little bit more you're not as reluctant to like get up and go across the room to grab the remote for the tv little things like that like you just naturally move more so after taking that into consideration it was actually closer to 7,000 calories above their maintenance intake but we'll stick with 3,500 now we'll play it on kind of the safe side now I'm not saying that you couldn't eat 3,500 calories over your maintenance intake let's say you maintain on 2,000 calories which I would say is like a pretty average place for a lot of people obviously there's there's people that maintain on way more calories and people that maintain on way fewer calories so let's just say 2,000 that means you'd have to eat 5,500 calories in one day to gain one little pound of body fat and putting putting on one pound of body fat it might seem like oh that's that's quite a bit like a pound of fat in reality you're not even gonna visually see the difference between um, say you're 150 pounds versus 151 pounds with one extra pound of fat because that fat is spread out through your entire body. Like, yeah, you, you'll store more in different places. You might store more in your midsection if you're a man or in your limbs, like your arms and legs if you're a woman. But for the most part, it's going to be spread out pretty evenly throughout your body. So you're not even going to notice that one pound of fat gained. Um, so like I said, I'm not saying this couldn't happen. I've definitely eaten my fair share. I've, I've probably eaten close to 10,000 calories in a day. If I, I kind of want to do one of those challenges where it's like, see how many calories you can eat in a day, just, just for fun. Um, but yeah, I know I've definitely eaten significantly above my maintenance intake and I've probably put on at least a pound of fat in a day, but you have to consider there's so many other things that affect your body weight than just fat gained. And it's not like if you eat 5,500 calories in one day and you maintain on 2,000 calories, you're going to be one pound heavier just from 
fat the next day like your body kind of takes some time to catch up and so there's a little bit of lag time there so usually when you overeat a lot of the scale fluctuations the scale jumping up the next day if it bumps up by a couple pounds a lot of that is going to come down to your salt intake carb intake alcohol intake which all of those will cause your body to just hold on to some extra water. If you're eating more sodium, that pulls water into your body and you'll store more water. Carb intake, you're going to store more glycogen, which is basically just fuel for your muscles, and that holds on to water in your muscles. Alcohol intake, that's going to, if you're drinking alcohol, it dehydrates you, and so your body kind of overcompensates afterwards by just holding and retaining more water so there's those three fiber intake as well that'll slow down digestion leave more food in your digestive system and it also pulls in water um, stress levels uh, like if you're on your menstrual cycle so there's so many different things that can affect the scale besides just body fat there are a million different things that are is going to make a difference besides just gaining body fat so my next tip here once you understand that, okay, like it takes quite a bit to gain a pound of body fat and you're not stressing too much. If you overeat, it's not a big deal. Like fat gain realistically happens over weeks and months of consistently overeating, not just one day. So you want to watch weekly averages and monthly trends, not these daily fluctuations because we understand that, okay, a lot of these fluctuations on the scale are due to so many other things besides just gaining body fat because as I explained, you can gain several pounds of weight overnight due to the things that I just mentioned. And if you take this as gaining or losing fat each day, you're just in for this roller coaster of emotions from one morning to the next, you, you think one morning you lost two pounds of fat and then the next morning you had gained two pounds of fat the previous day. So you're just going to be up and down with your emotions looking at the scale each, each morning. So this is why with my online clients, we track their weekly averages and watch the overall trend over time rather than focusing on each individual number. So I have a tracker for clients that it averages their body weight for each week so they can actually see you know if there's three pound fluctuations from one day to the next throughout the week they can actually go over to the section that averages out their weight and they can see okay instead of thinking that i gained three pounds over the course of this week i can see that my average was actually less than last week there's some cases where you might see a significantly higher number one day towards the end of the week but if you look at your average and compare it to the previous week you'll see that you actually lost weight on average so it's super super important to actually look at these averages rather than just those daily fluctuations so make sure that it's accurate you want to be weighing yourself at least three times a week average it out and watch the average trend over the course of weeks and months. And the reason you want to weigh yourself at least three times is because if you're just weighing in once or twice a week, like you're not really getting a very accurate average. The more days that you can weigh in, the more accurate that that average is going to be. So at least three times and then average it out and watch that trend over time rather than the scale going up, up and down. And my next little tip here is to view your body weight as data, not a pass or fail system. Um, like I started this by explaining what the scale is good for. It's determining, it's good for determining if you're in a calorie deficit or if you're in a surplus or close to your maintenance intake. And that's it. It doesn't directly reflect if you're gaining or losing body fat. 
And its purpose is not to tell us if you're making progress, but rather if we need to make any calorie adjustments or any adjustments to your food intake. So the next time your weight isn't moving the direction that you want it to, again, based on your weekly averages, not those daily fluctuations, just remind yourself that it's just data to help you know what adjustments you might need to make. It's not telling you, oh, you didn't lose weight you are doing terrible like it's it's telling you that okay my average isn't going down over time that tells me that i'm if it's staying about the same i'm right about my maintenance intake which is a good thing i'm figuring this out i know what my maintenance intake is roughly now i know how many calories i need to eat i need to bump down my intake by a couple hundred calories to put myself into a deficit and then you can get started on the right path rather than just stressing over the numbers and really just dropping your calorie intake from one day to the next and spiking hunger and just making it this vicious cycle where you're under eating and then overeating and under eating it's a it can be a pretty pretty vicious cycle so just looking at at your body weight as data not like a pass or fail system is a huge huge piece in this now the last little tip actually second to last tip is to not only use the scale and this is another huge one like Again, a common, a very, very common thing that I see in clients is their body weight will stall for a few weeks, especially like as we're just getting started. It's pretty normal to see like a decent drop in weight to begin with, but eventually like we hit kind of a stall for a couple weeks as their body is adapted to the things that were thrown at it. And so their body weight's remaining the same for a few weeks. And they think, ah, not making progress. And I have to continue explaining to them that, okay, the scale, like, you have to trust me, the scale isn't telling us everything that's going on here. And this is why we look at their progress photos. And we see that, okay, like your weights remained right at 200 pounds, but we're seeing you visually get leaner in these progress photos. And we also track their measurements. And we see, okay, you've, you've stayed right at 200 pounds, but we're seeing progress photos improve. And we're seeing midsection measurements decrease that's a really, really good sign because a lot of people hold more fat in their midsection. And then we also track their gym performance because if your body weight is remaining the same, but you're continually getting stronger over time, that is one of the best signs that you're building muscle while losing fat. And again, like I see this a lot in clients. So it's super, super important to make sure that you're not just looking at the scale, you're tracking photos, you're tracking measurements, keep a track of your gym performance because there's a good chance that you would be building muscle and losing fat at the same time, especially if you're not super advanced with your training. So again, make sure that you're tracking things besides just the scale or you're going to be in this big roller coaster of emotions with things. Now, my last little tip here is if needed, just take some time off from weighing in. It's not like you have to be weighing yourself. Again, like it's only helpful for telling us if you're in a calorie surplus or around your maintenance intake or if you're in a deficit, that's all it's good for. It's not good for telling us if you're making progress. So in some cases, you might just need to take a break from weighing yourself. That might be the best thing for you mentally and kind of clear out some of those roadblocks so you can actually continue making progress. So if you've genuinely put effort into the things that I just mentioned, so first and foremost, I would I would try these things first, unless it's really affecting you mentally, then just take take a break from the scale. But first I would try, if it's not really affecting you mentally and it's just kind of like a pain, I would try these things. And then if it's still 
having an effect on you and it just you feel negatively towards the scale it's probably time for you to get away from the numbers a little bit and just put more emphasis on how you feel physically and mentally because the reality is that's what matters the most it's not about these numbers like i've said the scale doesn't really tell us much besides giving us data of what we need might might need to adjust with your calorie intake so you can always revisit the scale in the future when you feel comfortable again but it might just be time to take a break and focus on how you feel overall so with that guys that's all i have for you today i really hope that podcast was helpful because this is something that so many people struggle with and something that i've struggled with in the past so again i I hope it was super helpful for you and if it was please leave the the podcast a rating and review so more people can hear the podcast and learn a thing or two and benefit from it just like you are so again i really appreciate you tuning in i hope you enjoy the rest of your day Thank you again for tuning in and listening. I really hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And if you did, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram story, and tag me at Howell underscore fit, and leave the podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions about coaching or need advice on anything training or nutrition related, shoot me an email at the email linked in the description, and I will talk to you guys soon.